Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Open Door Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Faison Myers, and as always, I'm here with Miles Miller and Mars Osborne. And we have two special guests here today with us. Mr. Jerry. How you doing? Welcome, you Mr. Doing? Jerry. Welcome, Mr. Jerry. And also Mr. Titus. Yo. Welcome to the Open Door Podcast. So how do you always start our episodes off? We have a warm-up question. And Kevin, I think you have the question for us for this episode. So go ahead. What does a healthy relationship look like in today's generation? Shit. Healthy. 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 We talking like traditional healthy or we talking about like new age i could wake up eat some cereal and i'd be all right for like most of the day type of yeah we're talking about like intimate relationships too yeah we're talking yeah okay more so boyfriend girlfriend type oh what does that look like to you i think for me one big thing is communicating but also being an effective communicator Mm -hmm. you know making sure everyone's on the same page because if you can say something and they're not aware of what's going on behind the words then it leads to overthinking and people asking to make it assumptions and becoming toxic and you know a long trail of not a lot of good things and i think that especially in this generation we put a lot of negative connotation behind good things like especially like with uh you know girls who who do extracurricular activities with us was like oh man she was a demon or oh man like you know she did all this other stuff why would i want to entice myself with a demon or or why do i want to entangle myself in a toxic situation like why am i not saying that she is a blessing or she is something that is relieving my stress and things of that nature so i feel like this healthy term is out of the window for our generation because of who we look up to I think a healthy relationship looks like two people who know each other and understand each other. Because today, I can't say what happened last generation because I wasn't alive. But I know today we're a social media run generation where we run to social media for everything, whether we're beefing with somebody or love somebody, whatever it's getting posted. And, you know, social media is shows the best of us we're not we're never gonna put you know when we're down our last dollar our last leg however we're gonna see the best and a lot of people look at things like that and they paint their life after like the social media portrayal but you got to realize that everybody's not perfect like you know my mom and dad had a 30-year wedding vow renewal she was speaking and said you know it'd be some days where we won't even talk to each other i'm mad at the world at this man but at the end of the night I'm praying that he's right beside me in that bed with me. And it's like, you know, people don't have that mentality. Like I've like now it's just when something goes wrong, it's it's bad. So I just think it's a healthy relationship is people who understand each other on a different level. Yeah, and uh piggyback off what he says, I feel like in order for every relationship to work, you guys have to be equally yoked, like what the Bible says, equally aligned. So if you guys' goals don't mesh, it, it's not gonna work at all. So just finding that one that is your backbone, is your support system. Um, I feel like that's what be my connotation of a healthy relationship. But after listening, I'll I'll let the segues in today's topic. Relationships in college. More so girlfriend, boyfriend relationship. Like, how do y'all feel about that? But before we get into that topic, today's difficulty is when speaking about a woman, you cannot use any derogatory term, no Ho, no, none of that, no slut, none of that. You got to use something uplifting. All right, so 
with today's generation, relationships can be kind of weird. Like it's like looked frowned upon. And like, I believe my stance on this topic is like, I don't believe you should get in a relationship in college. College is like where you do your most growing. So like, you don't even know who you are as a person. So how you know you want to be with this other person? Like, I feel like it's too much growing to be done. Absolutely. I mean, I kind of, I kind of have to piggyback on that. Um, and I'll tell the short stories. One of my friends came into college in a relationship and I'm not a doctor, Phil, a love doctor, anything of that nature, but I can see a duck and call the duck. Yeah. And so with that, I could tell that their relationship was not good. It was not building. It was not enriching each other. It literally was a one-sided relationship of kind of like, you do this because I tell you to do this. You don't do this because I tell you don't do this. And so with that, it was like, look, you need to leave this girl alone. You are in college. You are a freshman in college. Like, spread your wings. Learn what you like. Learn what you don't like. Learn how to give. Learn how to take. Learn how to become equally yoked with the woman. So when you do find this woman, you'll be in perfect matrimony. Took him a little little long to get that lesson. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure y'all know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I was going to say, I already know who it is. <laughs> but guess what? Look at him now. He's flourishing. He, he is flying. Right. He is a guy. He is like at his peak, I would say, in in who who he you know should be, and well, I'm saying relationship wise yeah. aspects, and so with all that, I say no, I don't think that you should be in a relationship in college. I just really don't. So you basically just said don't bring sand to the beach, mm. Mm. unless you want to sell sand, like take off said, I can sell sand to a beach. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, you can do that too. But I, I, I mean, for me, I have a little bit more different perspective. I mean, I don't think you should necessarily start off your beginning time of college in a relationship. I think you should be able to understand that you're not at home. You've now most likely left your place of residence for the first 18 years of your life. And you're now going somewhere else where there's going to be a multitude of people with a multitude of different ideas, looks physical and characteristics that you've never seen before. So you're still learning like, hey, what I like and don't like. All I know is what I've seen when I was in high school and elementary school and middle school. But now college, shoot, we got 15,000 people that I've never seen before. And they're all different. Now, I think once you learn what you like and dislike, now you can start to narrow down, hey, am I ready to commit to something exclusively? I think that's where we got to get into the terms of like dating and talking and so forth on. But if you're ready to like sit down exclusively and have something, then you can now ask yourself that and you can now prepare to say, hey, I've seen what I like and what I don't like out of these group of people. So now am I ready to say, hey, I'm ready to commit to someone solely based to them because I like X, Y, and Z. But even in college, like you still only seeing a small aspect of the entire world you're trying to settle down then you still don't even know what you like especially as a male you still got a lot of growing to do like a man is not fully developed till he's 25 so he still got growing most people graduate 21 22 you still got a lot of growing to do so i feel like even after college you should still experience life some more like it's too much in this world to experience and we go to the illustrious a and i don't know if y'all ever <laughs> seen a and women all i'm gonna say is come visit uh, <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree. And speaking from like personal experience, I came into college with a girlfriend from high school. 
and I can honestly say those months when we were together, like, weren't miserable, but I didn't get to enjoy college how I wanted to. And I appreciate the people that I met, which I'm sitting with now, my friends, because if it wasn't for them, like, I dad would have been that guy sitting in his dorm all the damn time on the phone with a girl that didn't even go to school with me. She went to school 30 minutes away. She went to Winston. And, like, I felt myself. And I can say, when we came to college, like, thinking about it now, like, we were young. Like, we were very childish, dumb, young. So, of course, when we came with a girlfriend, I'm thinking, yeah, you know, it's going to work. But, like, you know, you never know the beast college is until once you, like, get deeper into it. Like, I never thought I would be who I am today. So when I first got here with the girlfriend, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's gonna work out. And then I found myself in my room, not going out because I wanted to respect her. Well, I didn't find myself like texting other women because I'm thinking it's cheating or having women friends because I'm thinking they're doing something wrong. And then you always have the thought in your head, like, what is she doing up there? Mm-hmm. Mind you, shit, my, my intuition never lied. I was right. However, it was more like I wasted all the time when I could have been out here making my mistakes, having fun, and learning what I like. But, you know, as time went on and we got older, we had to learn what dating was anyway. So I really wasn't even ready for a relationship back then. But, yeah, I just think you should take these four years, three years, and learn what you are, who you are, and what you like because it's a lot out there. And and I like what you had said about making mistakes because I really do. I feel as if, like, these different relationships that we have with these different – um people, people. <laughs> um <laughs> and, and the reason why i said it is because you learn no relationship is going to be perfect no mm-hmm. friendship is going to be perfect no uh matrimony relationships gonna be perfect and things of that nature so with that you learn like i learned personally i had a shoddy who drove up here oh that's my word i can say shoddy i had a shoddy who drove up here from atlanta and i'd known this girl from a minute like a long long time we got into so many arguments when she was up here. I mean, so many arguments about the dumbest things. I said we should raise children. She said that we should rear them. I said that a woman leader would be just as bad as a male leader. Like, they, they would not be any better. I'm sorry, a shoddy leader would be just as <laughs> equal as a male leader because people are people at the end of the day. We got into arguing about that. But what that learned or what I learned from that situation was is that you can't chastise people in public. Like, we were having those type of conversations amongst other people. Those should have been conversations that we had in private. Yeah. Or those should have been conversations where it's okay not to be right in front of that person right then and right there. Let her speak her piece and move on. But that's a lesson I had to learn, and I would have never learned that if I was just with one person throughout, because that opportunity would have never presented itself. No doubt. That's real. That's real. Um, I would say, for me, uh college has been like a little different um i haven't had a girlfriend since high school so i really use college as my playing field to kind of like find out what i like and dislike and just being around you guys i've i've learned a lot about females that i know what to look (laughs) (laughs) i i know what red flags to look for early in a relationship so that p power don't have me under his grip because it's definitely real um i've definitely had a friend like in the past in college who's got control under that P power and was in a relationship that nearly almost cost him his life. So just just seeing how you can like learn from different types of women that you just you know what to look for. Like 
once you move on from college. So that's why I wouldn't be so stuck on trying to get in one in college. Did you say P power? <laughs> P power. It's like pushing P? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just had to clarify. Uh, I was thinking about that. Todd, before we can get uh, continue on our uh, discussion for today's podcast, look like we have somebody else who wants to join in. So, Mr. Lepresto. What's going on, y'all? What's going on, y'all? Great to be here. Great to be here. Yes, uh, a fan favorite, apparently. So, uh, Preston, we're talking about relationships in college and What's your perspective on them? Do you agree with them? Do you not agree with them? And also what our difficulty level for this podcast episode as well is uh, when you're referring to someone who is a female or a young lady, you have to use a different Woman word or a queen that is non-derogatory. So Miles' mm. word is shoddy. Shoddy. And mm. I was going to explain my other word, but that's coming later in the podcast. So, I mean, I'm going to use light of God. Mm. <laughs> I like that one. So, some of them, the darkness of God. All right, all right. Preston, what do you think? What's, oh. what's your, your what's your perspective? Uh, well, I feel like coming into college, you kind of have a lot of growing and a lot of stuff you have to look at yourself, right? And a lot of the times you kind of see that with the, I'm not going to say mistakes, the lessons that you learn from these, these lights, right? Um, so a lot of the times you get blinded by the light, right? You know, you're coming in, a lot of, a lot of opportunity, a lot of area to, um, to make mistakes to fall, right? But I feel like this is for the betterment of yourself. Um, so a lot of the times you really just need those mistakes and those, those areas to grow. And, you know, both parties learn from it. So I feel like, Relationship, you don't necessarily need a relationship to, to do that. Um, no, to be fair, you kind of learn a lot. One person, you just stick it with them. But, you know, like the dab in different areas, yeah, you know, so yeah, you gain yeah, different experiences. Yeah. So I definitely encourage, you know, everybody to, you know, get out there and meet new people. New light bulbs. Give it a dab. Now, new now, light bulbs. Now, now, now Preston, I, I do have a question for you because I like the term lights. But what happens when the light is just shining too bright? Wow. Like, it's just overwhelming. Mm. Yeah. Like, mm. oh, well, overwhelming. Like, mm. it's just, it's too bright for you. Mm. How, how do you, how do you, how do you handle that? Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, no, please, please like, educate people. I feel like you gotta, you gotta look at it, you know, for in a different, in a different light. You know, right? <laughs> so look at the light in a different light. In a different light, okay. you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, sometimes, and it was too dark outside, right? Yeah. You turn on the light bulb, it might blind you, right? Wow. Mm. Right? But if it's daytime and you had the curtains open, okay. and you turn on the light, not as bright. Yeah. Right? Mm. So you really just got to take it into a different space, right? Might want to throw some shades on. Right. Throw mm. some shades on. Throw a little, you know, put yourself in a different environment where it's not as, you know, blinding mm. or sometimes distracting, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you really just got to put yourself in a different area or, you know, set that boundary with that light so you don't, you know, get too blinded, you know what I'm saying, it gets too hot. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. These analogies are killing me. <laughs> just let that be known right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> and you say one more light reference. <laughs> I didn't even get to the sports references. Yet. You're right. Like, the references we, we got some sports references. What? But nah. But you know, like, I don't think people really understand like the the multitude of like settling down with one person now, because as much traveling as we do, we see so many women out here and it's like you really chose to give your all to this one person who might not be in your life 
three years from now. And people don't be like, don't say you wasted your time. No, you wasted your time. Hold up now. Hold up. Because a time wasted that you enjoyed, is that really wasted time? That um, is true. That is true. Because I don't wasted some enjoyable time. Some enjoyable time with some shorties who I will not take back. You see what I'm saying? Like, shit. You want to, you know, drive back a little bit. I'm saying, but you know, like, it's just, it's so much out here. And people be like, yeah, I got a, I got a girlfriend. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? But you know, I, it's not my, it's not my life. So I can't really, really talk. All right. To push the conversation further, say you have a, a queen mm. and you know, y'all having a great time together, but you're not really trying to get in a relationship. But y'all have a great time. Y'all going on dates. Y'all eat with each other. You know, y'all have great, you know, intercourse or whatever. And she just comes out of nowhere. Boom. I want a relationship or we're done. Mm. But, now, you, but you have, like, feelings for it, but you're not looking for a relationship. I would ask that young life, right? Mm -hmm. Is the title that important to you? Mm. Right? Because wow. I feel like, you you know, in our in our day and age, we, we, we like the title because it kind of gives us a sense of security. Mm -hmm. And it's able to reflect easier yeah. on social media and things like yeah. that. You know, you could flip, post your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever you want to do, right? But I feel like the title's not that important. Because I feel like if he was enjoying them times without the title, you don't need the title to keep enjoying them times. That's what I'll be saying. So, I'm going to play Shadi's advocate here right now. But why <laughs> why are you all afraid of the titles? Like, what comes with the titles that you all don't want? You see, if, if, you're, if we're already going on dates, if we're already spending money on each other for already sleeping in the same bed on multiple days of the week what's so wrong with the title the title adds uh i can't even describe it just adds for extra responsibility because you no, gotta live no up, it doesn't though. you gotta live up to that title no uh, you Cabo, if you do you gotta do everything that the title of a boyfriend does without the title itself what does the word adding mean to you but like our like our other podcasts we had expectations mm. A lot of people don't like to live up so to. So you're the, saying there's more expectations. With yeah, the it's, it's a yeah. lot of expectations with the title that you have to live up to. I Without that title, you could just fall. It flips back. the switch in their, in their mind. So yeah. now you're into like serious mode. Like now I gotta do this. Now I gotta do that. Before it's like I'm doing it just because right. I want to do it. Because like let, let's let's put it in a different 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 light. Okay. Right. So let's say holiday season is coming around. You know you know how the title right? Boom! Y'all just y'all just kicking and chilling. You could do get her a gift. Yep. After the kindness of your heart, got that slap that title on it. You don't get her nothing. Look what happened. <laughs> Hold up. Look so what happened. Now, so now it sounds like the title, the no title, is an escape route for you all not wanting to do things that you all don't really want. Dang, to do. That's what I'm but, trying to but get. Not, at. That's not that's not necessary. Because it true, sounds though. like the the title now brings you a barren commitment that you have to achieve no matter what. I'm I'm like. Not necessarily, like I was saying, out the kindness of my heart. Got What I was saying was, like I was saying, like out the kindness of my heart, like I'll get you something out the kindness of my heart because you spent those times, you know, yeah. I enjoy spending time with you. So out the kindness of my heart, I would probably get you something. Like I was probably going to do that regardless, right? But now with the title, now I'm like obligated to get you something, and it's not sometimes as genuine as yeah, me just like doing I'm it out the random, right? Walking on eggshells, almost like. Oh, I accidentally talked to the show. Now did I cheat? Now it's like, oh my God, now I feel like I failed her. Mm. But well, that's a mental thing though. That's what I'm saying. It's more mental than anything. Now, do you think it's more mental on the guy's side or the girl's side? Oh, definitely on the guy's side. 
because it's more like the guy got to live up to these expectations. A female, they really don't have expectations in a relationship. They just want the title. They're just doing it just for social media so they can post or whatever and that, so they can say, oh, I'm in a relationship. Oh, I got a man that does this and that. On the man's side, it's, oh, I got to do this for her or else it's like it's clips. I think people don't want the title because if they slip up, you can always go back to the excuse, well, you're not my girlfriend. Mm. And I'm not going to lie. Y'all know I've done that plenty of times. Like my family shows, like before I was like with my girl at the time and we weren't really together, it's been times where I slipped up and like she had the right to be mad, but I could also say, well, you're not my girl. So mm. how can you really be mad? Right. And that's the biggest thing, especially with men now. Like we said, it's so much out here to do. We're bound to make some type of mistake. And sometimes maybe you're not. But like me, I know I'm a dumbass. I make mistakes. And I definitely use that crutch a lot. You're not my girl. So I think that's another reason. All right. So I want to pick up where Tice had left off. And so you were basically saying, like, you're not my girl. And I like that aspect a lot because so now now, now back on our, you know, the nigga side. But with that comes even if she does hurt me right like let's say she messes up and i'm feeling her this is a girl that i really truly do want to pursue she's not my girlfriend so i cannot take it as she betrayed me because she has no true loyalty to me Mm -hmm. we're not anything official yet there's not any type of hard commitment to that Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying that you know of course you want girls who are out here messing with other people while you're having a relationship but it's like if she does slip up okay she she's not your girl like like it kind of mentally relieves that stress of well damn you supposed to be my girlfriend like you out here doing woo, 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 blah 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 nah you're not my girl that's that's cool like you feel me like it is what it is it is what it is now i'm learning about you without hurting what i think about you if that makes sense yeah like and me Specifically, like, I have a hard time with commitment. Like, and like, like Preston was saying earlier, when you don't have that title, you feel more naturally to do things for this person. Like, I can say, like, me and their shorty, like, we was together and we ended up breaking up, but we're still together, but we didn't have a title. And maybe I was doing stuff on the side, like, on the slick, but like, we were still not anything like terrible, but. Like, we would still link up. We would still go on dates. Like, we would go to dinner dinner every day. Like, during the summer, I was driving to Greensboro every weekend and spending the whole weekend with her, going out to eat, going on hiking trips. Like, we didn't, we went to Miami together. Like, we went on a whole trip together. And it was like, it felt natural doing that. And then without having the pressure of, damn, like, this is my girlfriend. And the only reason I ended it was because when we came back, that sense of social media came in to where you were talking about people want the title to post and you're correct. You're like, you're hundred percent correct. People want that title to flex. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. Everybody wants to be like on vacation with my boyfriend. Yep. And when I came back, when I came back from Miami from with her and she said something about, well, you didn't post me at all on the trip. And not that was my, like, he was like, okay, well, you want something that I'm not ready to give you, which was Absolutely. the title. And it was a mature thing in my heart to be like, well, this is not going to work then because I don't want to do that to you and break your heart thinking we're supposed to be something that I know we're not going to be. Yeah. But that whole title thing is very important to, to, to women and maybe to some men, but that title 
can go a very long way. And I just know I'm not ready for that at all. I'm not. Me either. Like it's it's too much to experience. Like I'm trying to get to this money for real. Like it's <laughs> like it's too much to do. Like and if your main focus is like getting into a relation while you're in college, you might need to like recheck yourself. That's why I go in. Like if I'm talking to a queen, if I'm talking to a queen, I'm like like what are you trying to get out of this? Like I'm trying to know up front. Like I'm telling you, like I'm not looking for a relationship up front. And like they still that's on themselves that they still be like, oh, I want to continue to try to get a relationship. Like, I'm not on that, so I don't know why they continue to try and do something like that. And uh, piggyback up what you said about, like, getting to this paper, I feel like every young man in our situation should be doing that because once you establish yourself financially, have the job you want to do, have the career that you want, it's going to be endless females, like, that, coming that, Right. Pick another word. <laughs> My apologies. Endless lights that we can reflect on <laughs> great one, and, great one. <laughs> and see because once we get out of college, it's going to get worse. I mean, most people say it's going to get um, harder because we're not in the same setting as like the females that we see now in college. But I, once you're in the real saying, world, well, man, Jerry, come on, sign up the program. basically what i'm saying is is once we leave this is going to be more lights out there Mm -hmm. so i wouldn't like be so set on finding your light this early because once once you're at the state that you want to be at like lights are just going to come naturally like the piggyback on what jerry said like you're correct you're 100 correct like when you go out like the night like we went out this past weekend like we seen like Damn, so many beautiful lights. You feel me? <laughs> well, shut my words, Shotty. So many beautiful shots. And it's like, you know, like Jerry said, and and it sounds terrible when you think about it, but the reality is money attracts. Like that's just that's just how the world and, is. And so you have to kind of explain what the weekend was. So oh, yeah, sorry. So the weekend was we went out for Faison's birthday, went to a club called Ogroom. We had our own section. We had bottles, cool, and we've it, you know, like that was a good little outing. It was a club. And you just seeing the attention you attract by the Having appearance that, that of that you know that that six hundred dollar booth the you know the the people dressed up like we all got nice clothes on nice designer shoes and all stuff like that and you see the the attention you attract and my thing is I just know that's gonna happen wherever you go and people can cost money gold diggers all the time blah 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 they might be gold diggers but that's just the reality nobody yeah. wants a broke man yeah. And nobody really wants a woman who doesn't have anything to offer. Because yeah. the same way how there's gold digger women, I mean, it's kind of like that same aspect. Yeah, with like the men. dudes just look for something else. It might not be money, money. Fi- financially, but it's something else. Like, can you bring to the table? Like, if I'm getting in a relationship, I want you to bring something to the table. Like, everybody has pee power now. Everybody has that. Yeah. Everybody. You can get that from any female out here. Not like, if I'm sure. trying to get in a relationship with you, I want you to bring something that. I can help both of us benefit, like just anything. No boy, and I know personally me, like, like Jerry said, I want to get to this bread, and when I have the financial stability to, you know, buy my girl, whenever I have my money, whatever she wants, like that, that's gonna feel good to us. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to be in a relationship now where, you know, where she wants to say, let's go out to eat, and I gotta check my bank account. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. if I gotta do that, then I should not be with you. If my, if I got check my, if you ask me to buy something, and I gotta be like. Wait till I get paid. I mean, like, yeah, my priorities. My, yeah, my, that's list. not that's not my priority list. So you know, I definitely feel like we should definitely wait and get to this bread. When we get to this bread, <laughs> shit gonna come easy. And so I want to read this quote, and it's from Rummy, and it says, "Your task is not to seek for love, 
but to merely seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. Ooh, and shit. so, and so with that, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm reading one more time. Read one more time. <laughs> Read one more time for the people in the back. Your task is not to seek for love, but to merely seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. Mm. And so, I kind of resonate that quote with what we we're talking about with the title. And so, for me personally, I don't see myself getting into a boyfriend girlfriend or a dating to marriage relationship until I'm 30. And the reason why is because my 20s are are excuse my language, mom my fuck up years. Like I can take risks. I can go travel the world and and end up somewhere where I had no place being and not have a second thought like, oh, my girlfriend is back at home worrying about me. If I don't have my phone for a whole day, Mm -hmm. she's going to think I'm out here cheating. That is the extra stress and things of that nature that I personally just choose not to have. And I'm not saying that people can't manage both because there are people who can. But for me, I know I want all of my attention on what barriers have I built up against love? How can I take them down? And how can I become the best Miles Miller for whatever shorty I end up with? Like, I totally agree with that. Like, I feel like as us men, we have a lot of boundaries that we built up internally, like that we don't speak on. Like for myself, I tell y'all this story all the time. I got cheated on in fifth grade. I, I had a fifth shorty. Grade, bro, bro, it really was heartbreaking because it was like the first shorty I was like just now starting to, you know, talk yeah, to females or whatever. <laughs> but still, though, I see the kiss another dude on the cheek at the dance. So I'm like, bro, why would you let your girl go with another dude at the dance? I couldn't go to the dance. My mom just signed a permission slip for me to go to the <laughs> dance. So I couldn't go. Boy. I come back, everybody talking about shorty, and I kiss the dude. I'm like, man. So in the, ever since then, it's been like, bro, I can't really trust females. And I feel like it's something maybe I can't trust myself fully. Because I feel like myself, I'm not consistent enough. I would like to say to you, not only do you have to forgive her, you have to forgive yourself for letting you be in that situation. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I've learned that. Like, I can't just, you know, still be mad at her forever, but, you know, you got to move forward. But, it's like- but I was going to say, <clears throat> I know everybody has like a, like their own look on marriage and relationships. And me, personally, I grew up in a two-parent household, and I witnessed a strong marriage from the beginning of my life to now. And I know some people may have not grew up like that, and that's okay. But I want to hear you guys' takes on, like, how do you feel about marriage? Because some people think, like, it's just a bad thing. And I want people to, like, not look at it as, like, a as like a bad thing. Because some people look at it as, like, an obligation, like a job. Like, I need to do this in order to do this. Well, how do y'all look at it? Like, marriage i'm not gonna lie as i um got to school my viewpoint on marriage has changed um quick story my parents they were married um 21 years before they divorced literally the summer i moved into college so i'm like how can two people who are godly in love build this foundation have three kids do all these types of things just call it quits when i'm moving into the next chapter of my life so just seeing that experience i've been kind of like hesitant like wow, what if I really find the one that I think is for me? And after 21 years, she wants to call it quits. I don't know how I'll be able to live with that. So I feel like my viewpoints on marriage would just have to grow as I progress in my 20s. Because right now, it's like, I'm I'm not saying I'm scared of it, but I'm, I'm really not too fond of it right now. Because I don't think that, I know true love is real, but how can two people who claim they were true love still, you know, yeah. you know call it quits like that? 
And so, uh, same same with you, Titus. You know, I grew up in a two-parent household. Uh, they worked well together. You see what I'm saying? Like, my dad would have to travel, but he would still show up at my soccer games. Or he would just do something to where I knew that my dad was always in my life. And my mom would drive me to school, things like that. So I saw what a great marriage looked like. But the same way as you, as when I came to college, my, my viewpoint in marriage has kind of shifted. And for multiple reasons, I mean, um, but I guess what I want to pick up on is me personally, I've noticed that for me, I lose interest quickly. And so I would not want to get into a relationship that is now a marriage, which is a bond, forget the law, but it's a bondage under God. I, I think that I have a lot for myself that I have to work on and to fix before I can get into a marriage with, with a woman mm-hmm. or a shot. I mean... I understand that, but like me, like I like y'all say, like your viewpoint change and mine change too, just because on the um, on the standpoint of the government getting involved into your marriage. I understand you do that for taxes and shit like that, and that's cool. But I think I think marriage is going to be beautiful, especially for me. Like if y'all know me, y'all know my family's not big at all. Mm-hmm. So I knew from the jump, ever since I like had the thought in my head, like yeah. I'm going to have kids. I'm going to be married. I'm going to make sure my kids see a healthy marriage. I'm going to make sure my kids have other siblings to play with. I'm going to make sure that they have the best from me because, like I said, like I don't have a, a big family at all. So, and then when you see stuff like when celebrities get divorced and you know you got people taking half of your half of people's fortunes, and you're like, oh shit, well, do I really want to do this? Yeah. yeah. But then. Like, like you say all the time, I have to look at stuff in a positive light yeah. rather than negative light. So I think that's what my mindset is really for real, for real. And so just like what you said, looking at it in a positive light, there's two definitions of marriage. The first says the legal uh, or formally recognized union of two people as partners in a personal relationship. Cool. But I think the second one is the most important part of a, a marriage. And it says a combination or mixture of two or more elements. A combination or mixture of two or more elements. You are literally bringing together two human beings who are two completely different people who like two completely different aspects of everything. We talked about this when we were talking about movies. I can be watching one aspect of the movie. You can be watching another. You still watch the same movie. Mm-hmm. But what I want to say is that you have to bring what makes you happy. They have to bring what makes them happy. And you all have to learn how to enjoy that together. And that is a true marriage in my eyes. So I, I want to jump in there and, and talk about the marriage uh, viewpoint. I think for me, I think how everyone was talking about their upbringing and uh, how they've come about. I was raised in a single parent home. You know, my mom had me at an early young age. My dad is currently serving a life sentence in prison. So in black and white, my life looked like shit. It's not, I love my life. You know, life is good. My grandmother, my mom raised me. So having that woman perspective was something that kind of really was an eye-opener to me, especially coming into college and seeing the different perspectives of people, men, women, lights, shawties, you know, no matter what it may be. Uh, and I've always dreamed of, like, you know, I don't say it a lot, but, like, I'm a little hopeless romantic. You know, I like my little Love Joneses, you know, stuff like that. I like to see those things, but at the same time, it's kind of hard to think about, hey, you got to have two people who have the same idea to both agree on to have that mutual connection with one another. And it's like, is that even fathomable or even possible to do so and to do so for so long? You know, you just said that your um, parents just renewed their vows after 30 years. That's a good thing. 
But on the other side, Jerry, for your parents, after 21 years, they decided they wanted to say, hey, let's continue our lives in a separate direction. So now you have to have this fear now of saying, hey, when I start something, am I going to be able to see it through all the way? And now you have to have that coin toss of saying, hey, I hope it lands on tails and hope it doesn't land. You know, if it lands on heads, what am I going to do? So now that's that's the, you know, the position of life now where you have to see, hey, how much am I willing to go off of faith with my relationship to make sure that it goes where it wants to be? Because I want to have, you know, the wife and the kids and, you know, have the, the Audi and the truck in the yard, you know, hey, you know, enjoying my life. But that's not always what's you envision, you know, tell God your plans and let him laugh you in the face and see what he says about it later on. So I don't know, you know, hopefully that is my the case for me. Hopefully that is my life. But it's hard to see because a lot of influential relations that we see, they're, they're getting divorced. Athletes are divorcing. Hell, Jeff Bezos just divorced his wife. She became the richest woman in the United States. So it's World. like, it's like, what is the standard of love now? And how long does that love last? And, you know, what's the dollar sign that might break it? So, I mean, we're still in college, so we're still learning. We, we're only 22, 21 years old in here, so we have a lot more life to learn because I don't want people to think that you have to start at an early age to be married by 25. Like, those yeah. set goals you had in mind, throw that out the window. That's how you get disappointed. Yes, because you say, I got to be married by 25 with a wife and kids and, and you know, the two-car garage and everything, and 25 comes around and you're still in some apartment, then you don't want to think that your life is a failure when you're only reached a quarter of 100 years you know, you've only reached a third of what life has for the average human being. So, yeah, that's my little soapbox rant about that. But, you know, that, hey, that, it's it's difficult. Sure, the way I feel about I, – I don't personally see myself getting married. I really don't. Like, I feel like I'm probably never going to come across somebody that's like me or in the same mind space as me because my mind be all over the place. I'm always thinking about something new or trying something else. And I feel like I haven't just came across that person. Like – in my life personally, like, I haven't seen marriage. Like, I literally, only my uncle is married in my immediate family. Only my uncle has been married. But my other uncle, he's been a life partner with my aunt for 33 years. They've been together. Never been married, but they've just been with each other for 33 years. I can see myself like that, just having a life partner that I know I can always come home to and always be there and we know what we want to do without the whole marriage thing. I was going to ask you, but, you no, no no i was gonna ask you but you answered it then oh with your, um, <laughs> yeah so, i really so. never seen a marriage in my life like i've been to one wedding i was like seven so is that now what is it called like when you when you haven't experienced or you just haven't shown something so now you're built up a uh you know what i'm trying to say like you built up a blockage because you, you haven't been experienced like a lack of experience yeah. is now kind of like Put up a wall like a barrier right like, yeah. in his viewpoints of it yeah like okay for layman's terms if i never had chocolate now I, i'm never going to think about having chocolate yeah until i try chocolate mm. you see what i'm saying that's, and i know that's far-fetched but yeah you, you get yeah i get what you're saying but it's like i don't want to be that person that try it and then like i wasted all this time but like you said earlier if it's a good time is it really, it's wasted? really time wasted yeah but it's like i don't built this foundation with this one person for this long and it's like Damn, for it to come to an end like that. And so, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of want to circle back to um, the blockages and things that nature, especially for like relationships, right? Because we all probably have, and I'm not going to put that negative connotation with you all. I know personally for myself, I have past traumas 
in relationships that have prevented me from having longevity relationships. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. But with that, how do you sit down with the new person who you're talking to and talk about that? Because I feel as if it's it's something that needs to come across. Like me personally, I don't like asking about exes because I just don't want to hear what yeah. another dude did for you and how he made you feel and things of that nature. But I do want to know why did your relationship fail? I do want to know why did things end? Because where did the failure come? Where was the lesson from it? Did you grow? Because some people don't grow. Some people change their behavior and still stay the same person. Yeah. I mean, sure. And in today's generation, a lot of females not going to say it was A lot fault. of what? Well, it's, it's your difference. <laughs> a lot of young queens are not going to say it, it was their fault. They're going to say, oh, the dude cheated. Oh, he didn't give me enough attention. It's never going to be their fault. So how do you go about seeing where, oh, how, how do you see where she went wrong and she's telling you that it's always the dude's fault? I mean, I know like when I got into my second relationship in college, and like I was just talking about it, and like she was, I guess I'm saying white. She was very welcoming to like ask like what happened, like what, like how did that make you feel? And I, I get a whole spill, and she was like, "Damn, okay, well, well, you ain't gotta worry about that over here." Mm. And I was like a sense of security, like maybe we're it's just talk. But I mean it's still communication. Made me, it still made me feel like, okay, damn, like it feels good because in the past relationship, I wasn't getting any of that. Mm. And when I got to actually tell how I felt, because I've never really like sat sat down and told nobody, like, damn, the past woman bitch, hurt my life. Like she like she hurt my feelings till like I've never been my that's never been done before. Like I've never, you know been snaked behind my back. I've never been cheated on. I've never, like, nobody's ever lied in my face straight up, played with my health. Like, nobody's ever done that to me. And then when I got to actually talk about it with the next girlfriend, I was like, damn, that shit felt kind of good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to uh, follow that up, women are natural nurturers. So I feel like just as men, we just, we have to swallow that pill and kind of have those difficult conversations and breed on ones to, like, bring it up and, hey, let me, let me open it up to you about this. Now, don't tell her everything. But whatever you feel comfortable saying, I think every woman would accept it because they're just natural nurturers like that. And I, I would like to kind of throw in a, a tip here. So we'll call this segment Miles's Tips. <laughs> there is so many secrets told in bed. Please do not fall circumstance to that. Pillow talking? Oh, I know Pillow that talk one. and all of that, especially in relationships. Oh, like, <clears throat> I understand that you probably feel comfortable with whoever you're laying there with, as you should. You should not be laying there with, you know, people that you're not feeling comfortable with. But at the same time, do not open your mouth and say some stuff that you are soon going to regret later down the road. And that's Miles' tip for the day. Because Faison's tip is you can find you a confidant, but everybody you lay in bed with ain't your confidant, all right? Just remember that. Keep it peace. Yeah. Hello, talking. <laughs> that ain't peace. That, that ain't peace. That, that, that ain't definitely peace. It's me. All right, so today on today's episode, there was a lot talked about in today's episode in regards to relationships and how we should, quote unquote, keep it peak and like the toxicity in today's generation. And like, I feel like as if if you want a relationship, go for it. If not, then don't experience college, have fun, especially if you go to HBCU, specifically A&T. Have fun, man. Live life. Live life, man. 
Any closing remarks from my fellow? Yeah, so I'll say that college is a learning point. Learn yourself before you try to learn somebody else. Um, and with that, that I speak my piece. If you're going to get into a relationship in college, just make sure you know it's a learning experience because it's more than Greensboro. It's more than North Carolina. It's more than the United States out here. You're bound to meet more people you might like what you see out there. So don't put all your eggs into one basket. You know, like, don't disappoint yourself like that. And unfollow Justin LeBoy. He speaks nonsense. <laughs> In the shade room. The shade room. Please tomato, block tomato. the shade room. Tomato, block tomato, tomato. Preston, <laughs> you got anything you want to say? Hey, man. About these don't lights. let the light blind you. All right, and to end it out, you know how we do it. We ask everybody, what is their cozy moment for the week? And so we'll start with Jerry. So it snowed in Greensboro, so I got to actually play in the snow. And that was pretty cozy to me because I haven't seen snow since, like, 2017. So that would be my cozy moment, playing in the snow, running it. My cozy time, I was in the gym today, and I actually heard some, you know, some white people. (laughs) <laughs> listening to Kodak and it was like like Kodak's my favorite artist so it's like dang like this dude is really expanded and it made me like laugh a little bit that it was actually in that singing like super grim it mm. was quite my cozy moment is young boy is dropping flossing on friday it's a song made by internet money in him and i just want people to see that he can hop on any beat so be prepared flossing Ryan and a Maybach floss name is just free advertisement. <laughs> you prepare for that. That's my cozy moment. I'm playing Young Boy all Friday. Little press though. My cozy moment was uh, my mom. She got uh, her line sisters actually ended up sending me money while I was in quarantine for supplies and food. Um, so I really appreciate them for for doing that. Like they didn't have to do that, but I, I really cherish them for that. Absolutely and. My cozy moment for the week, I kind of have to piggyback off of Jerry. Snowed here in Greensboro. I'm a northerner boy. I love the snow. So I literally was outside all day, like all day, all day. And for me, I think that that was just so much fun because I want to live in Colorado once I, you know, settle down and things of that nature. And it kind of just showed me what Colorado is about. Snow is honestly what you make it. Snow can be something that you see is terrible and you stay inside the house and and things of that nature. But snow can also be a fun experience that you go outside and you make snowballs, you make snow forts, you, you, you're you enjoying it and things of that nature. So snow is shifting your perspective. And I think my cozy moment is with me and Miles, uh, during that snowstorm, we saved somebody in their car getting stuck <laughs> at the gas station. I feel bad for old boy, because you know, you know, being from the South, we're not used to the snow. So for him to barely make it out the gas station after he got him out, that was kind of a, a feel good moment, even though the northerner had me driving my car around. Say, We're not gonna say nothing about that, though. And and if you're listening to that podcast, if that was you, shout out to you, dude. Try to stop. Like I was like, dude, when it's snowing, you gotta keep the momentum. Dude, try to stop just to thank us, man. So yeah, because they know so it's about to snow and now in a couple of days. So you know, just be prepared. Absolutely. But I think uh with these episodes, you know, looking forward to the next conversation that we're going to have. This is going to be the part two of this conversation where we're going to have the female or the light perspective yes. uh, and seeing what they'll have to say to this. So 
if you have something that you want to say, please feel free to let us know. Hit us up on our Instagram, our Discords. Uh, we'll, we'll have that room open up for you to make sure that you can uh, join the conversation. Absolutely. And always to end the podcast, we say. Be blessed. Don't stress. And stay cozy.